Hello, everybody, and welcome to another DNE podcast after so long. Yes, there was a very big wait there as Daniel finished uni. I did. Well, to be we'll confirmed. see. <laughs> to be confirmed, yes. I have finished the semester, though, so that is something worth celebrating, regardless. <laughs> the subjects are done. Are the grades back yet? No. no. <laughs> but I am confident, but at the same time... Why be confident, right? <laughs> I love the unconfident followed by just a abnormally long pause. <laughs> well, I feel like it's worth thinking about this, right? Because the way I think about it, right, is I am genuinely confident. But if I am confident and it doesn't happen, then I'll feel worse than if I expect nothing rather than something. Yeah. Hmm. I mean... I agree fully. I've seen those videos of the people, the cyclists celebrating before they cross the line. Hi, <laughs> someone takes them over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you've seen me at uni celebrate before and then get screwed over and I remember. Like, no, you still have to get back. That was a so, little different though. But yeah, pre- true. Premature, <laughs> premature celebrations. Yeah, no, that's no. just not. Don't. Can't celebrate before it's over. Can't release yeah. that dopamine. Just yeah, don't, don't wait for the serotonin. Don't, don't release it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I actually, after we talked about it, I think it was on the podcast. Um, I did a li- Well, actually, I just listened to a little bit about it. What was this? Um, was this like dopamine being released? Yeah. In the build up. To yeah. The so dopamine is only build up. Yep. Yeah. It's like a- in anticipation <clears throat> of the reward. Yeah. Yeah. You, you won 100% on it. Yes, I have looked into it. <laughs> Definitely it. Um, and afterwards, after the serotonin, sorry, after the dopamine, what is released as serotonin is not specifically about happiness or contentment, but that's the like afterwards, basically. So whatever happens after is more serotonin related. Well, dopamine is more pre... Pre-thing. Pre-thing. Ah, okay. Um, but... It's not always the case. Serotonin, serotonin is a bit weird, apparently, but like it is just a it, it is a post thing, while dopamine is just a previous thing. Anyway, I yeah. just repeated so myself like, three times. Like 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 while you're happy, it's the serotonin being released in your brain. Well, see, that's that's where it gets complicated because serotonin doesn't specifically relate to happiness, but it can. I think I understand what you mean. Yeah, it's like a. It's like a reward mechanism. It is It is a bit of a reward mechanism. But again, it's not the only thing. While dopamine is only an anticipation thing by the scene, by the looks of it, serotonin yeah. isn't only a reward thing. So... Yeah, yeah, I get you. That's what I mean. And to build a little on that, because I don't think we had this. I don't think we had the conversation on, on, the, on the podcast. But that's why you, you feel sad when you lift up your expectations in anticipation for a thing. And it uh, and you don't get it. Yeah, it you've experienced. Who's to say that's wrong though? Because at the same time, you felt a lot happier, regardless. Because I feel like anticipation happiness is a lot higher usually. Well, it's not wrong per se, as much as as it is just kind of like without the expectation, you won't like if you expect it and it doesn't come you will feel that crash. Oh yeah, 100%. I agree. I, I don't do it 
Well, I actually do in a lot of ways, but um. Well, you might, but even being conscious about it in the like in the example with uni. If you do fail, that low is going to be a lot closer to your baseline. Yeah. Than if you know you'd already gone out with parents and celebrated, mm. then it's going to be a much bigger. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> that's what we like listen about basically, right? Like balancing energy in a sense. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of. I I I believe it quite a bit on that because it makes quite a bit of sense you anticipate you're like very high so like if it doesn't go and it's very likely that it doesn't if you're that peak yeah. <laughs> um yeah you'll feel very low well like yeah it's like a graph life is a graph yeah, bro life is a graph as my i think i've said it before i really don't like how much i agree with this whole energy thing mm. <laughs> Even I see it everywhere, like that example. It balances out. But look, I don't actually see as... um, I have taken this like new approach of like not... Trying to not like make the graph less transient, right? Like less... Smaller peaks. (laughs) Yeah, less volatile. So it's less like all over the place and it's trying to be more flat. Correct. So... Yeah, but at the same time, I'm like, there's. It's actually fun as well to feel the like the extreme happiness and like the extreme low is actually kind of funny as well to feel. Um, I see that. That's an interesting insight because I can see people arguing some type of like life will be more peaceful or better if you operate closer to baseline all the time. But there is also that counter argument where it's like mm-hmm. you're not experiencing the maximum pleasures and sadness sadnesses and the full range of your emotions yeah if you want to i i by by going by that belief if you're feeling extreme pleasure you will feel an extreme low at some point so like yeah yeah it's it's interesting but yeah i have i have preferred the baseline (laughs) recently yeah yeah it's interesting um it feels better for my brain and for my for my like body <laughs> and <Yeah>. mind. <laughs> I feel that. I think myself, I've just been a lot more conscious recently of what is peaking my happiness. Yeah. Because obviously there's things you can indulge in that aren't so beneficial long term, mm. which peak the dopamine. And then afterwards, I get the crash. Yeah. And in my eyes, it's very lose-lose because I'm losing in the long term by pursuing negative long-term activity and also negative long-term activity I will say like binge drinking like hella like again I'm relaxing on it but like I see by negative you mean just like for your body per se yeah well like there's better things you could do you could do yeah okay like you could still have fun I thought I thought you meant negative as in like a low peak <laughs> and i'm like oh <laughs> <laughs> like i really enjoy doing things that makes me not feel good i'm like okay uh, you're interesting. like huh, interesting <laughs> hey yeah 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 nice <laughs> it's like some masochist stuff dude. it does sound like it <laughs> i have i have thought about this too though like seeking out suffering or like 
how does that work when someone is like dopamine in, in anticipation of something that they will dislike in order to achieve a certain result look for be- lack of better word it's kind of masochism yeah. <laughs> that's what it is i think <laughs> like <laughs> yeah because people feel pleasure from pain yeah yeah i think it's like a receptor thing either i don't know enough to i don't know enough either i feel like you can feel pleasure from everything if you really if you train your brain to but um it's really a choice if you want to do that i reckon so too hey it's kind of kind of like a conditioning thing conditioning yeah so you feel bad for a while until you feel good about it so i don't know kind of like any training or anything really hey yeah i think that's why people who enjoy those things had like abusive childhoods for example because their brains are already conditioned for that (laughs) yeah so they as a norm yeah as a coping mechanism they this their brain decided to take pleasure out of it rather than mm, suffering out of it because it clearly happened often enough yeah (laughs) damn I was just like how did we get onto masochism but like (laughs) I, I know nothing about it but like yeah it probably normalizes it to a certain degree my example was i was looking at a much different angle when i somewhere along the lines Mm. like today and i was talking to you when i was like sign myself up more or less to do a little speech yeah okay at work Mm. knowing it went well it it went really well again I, i sent you a text i think something deep now is wired in me where it's that that heart rush and the the pumping of the heart before Mm. like something like when you're anxious is almost like oh yeah it's almost like an adrenaline anticipation yeah yeah it's like an adrenaline rush but it's like pretty sure that's what dopamine is (laughs) very likely i think a lot of people would would describe it as anxiety or stress um i've heard people say that yeah that could be just like that the physiological component is very similar to that of excitement to me feeling anxious is just a rush of energy yeah so interesting yeah but what i was saying is Mm -hmm. like it's like i did that on purpose like i and i enjoyed doing the hard thing Mm -hmm. and i'm like i don't know i don't know enough about the brain to be thinking about why someone would enjoy doing the difficult thing i think that's a bit different though than seeking suffering in a physical sense well in a mental sense as well it's not you're not really suffering you know you can do it you've done it before i guess i feel like seeking suffering mentally would be like more seeking a breakup for example yeah it's something i imagine something more guaranteed suffering yeah potential suffering yeah um challenging yourself i wouldn't say is suffering yeah i think I, i think i get what you mean like you can suffer but like at the end of the day usually when you challenge yourself and you succeed or you achieve whatever you wanted to achieve it's different to like when you feel 
yeah there kind of really is no suffering in yeah although buddhism really does say everything is basically suffering like life is a suffer although i did read something about it the other day where read or listen to i actually don't even know anymore i've been doing both (laughs) so much i don't actually know anymore but um it was along the lines of they um looked at the translation of what buddhism says suffering because obviously they don't write in english they write in their own language okay and there was there was another meaning to it which wasn't specifically how we understand suffering it was more like um uh, wow that was interesting but it did run out of my brain i'll, I'll have to look into it and Damn, then tell like you like more i think we've just like more of an existential idea of suffering or no it just doesn't mean suffering at all it means something else oh really yeah like um, enduring or <sighs> kind of yeah i'm trying to I completely kick, different way but, but I, I, I won't remember unfortunately okay. um i can probably have a quick look back <laughs> i can have a quick look but i i doubt i'm gonna find it um, yeah okay but I, any homes keep keep telling the story sorry oh uh, i i like the thought that we just ran onto. Mm-hmm. i had a, something happened in my brain and i refound the logic for the argument around no life or life of suffering well Oh, I'm going to have to remember it as well. But it goes something along the lines of you will endure suffering in your lifetime. That's a guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Thou shalt not make someone else suffer involuntarily. Mm-hmm. And you having a kid will cause them to suffer involuntarily. So there's some argument there as to why you shouldn't have a kid because you'll be inflicting non-consensual suffering onto them interesting so i know it's another one of those existential ones huh yeah i mean yeah i don't know what to say to that one it's it's a it's an it's it's an interesting thought but yeah it's no, it's indiscussable <laughs> i think no, to me kind, at least it's kind of in, in, indiscussable. you're right and that's it yeah I like I it's a fact to share it. yeah but then the <laughs> should you not have a kid because of it though no see then there's the <laughs> the, the counter is very just like um, nah, well if you don't want to live your life you can just end your life so easy <laughs> wow like you have the capacity well <laughs> ah, it was a little bit blase how i said it but uh yeah that's fine anyway i found i found it <laughs> Jeez, I, I was i was trying hard to stall there you know <laughs> yeah thank you i could tell at this point no, I'm kidding, I was I'm struggling. Kidding. it was interesting it's, it's an interesting point and um <laughs> i just don't know what to say to that it's just it's yeah, a no. hard fact so it's yeah look how can you discuss a hard fact you know What's i don't that? feel like i really posed it in a way that was ready for discussion so. <laughs> true did just tell me i kind of just like, said uh-huh. it didn't i and you're like yeah okay bro <laughs> um okay so the way buddhism describes suffering they say dukkha dukkha is dukkha is the word and basically what it means is life does not satisfy 
So it's basically like, oh, damn. there's no, um, life is to not be satisfied is the idea of it rather than suffering. Life is to suffer. But it does also say that there are a range of meanings. So it's no one will ever really be able to tell what it means, but that's fine. How does that fold into what they talk about? In what sense? Wait, I forgot what I forgot what it was now. The idea is just not to be ever satisfied per se. It's I think it's very similar to like stoicism and a lot of the stuff that other philosophies preach, which is like always trying to be on a neutral level rather than in any of the happy or sad side. Yeah. Because that for them is a foolproof way to just I mean be content in a in a way there's no there's no description that is neutral i guess but yeah, um i guess so. just living your life by living the present basically rather than feeling anything over it i i don't know i don't know exactly yeah i get you i think it is interesting that so many philosophies and so many different religions or whatever and endure suffering or suffering is a main component yep. of life. Improvement in general would mean to suffer through something that you're potentially bad at in order to get better. Yeah. And that is an, uh, an essential part of growth. Mm. Um, yeah. I just think it's interesting that that's something that comes across in all of them. How do they all come up come up with the same stuff? Just like different. It's so weird. I think like it makes sense. We, I, I feel like all humans are pretty wired in that way. In the sense of, in order to not be in your animalistic, in your full animalistic phase, you have to take some things into consideration. And these are the things pretty much. But it is crazy that they like all worded fairly similar as well. Yeah, it's like different stories just trying to explain the same <laughs> things sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, I was reading some Confucius analytics and yeah, it's very similar to Stoicism. And then you have like Buddhism, which very similar also. Um Buddhism's so interesting. I really need to. What are you reading for it again? Is the the... A Path Fold. The Noble A Path Fold. Yeah. I haven't finished it though, but it is a really good read and I definitely advise it. It's just, it basically goes through like um, the correct way, like the right way to speak, the right way to be, the right way to. I don't know. Um, it, it's basically taking you to enlightenment is the idea but yeah yeah all this <laughs> it's my only quarrel with eastern religion mm. they're very like yeah the objective is enlightenment but i don't really understand what enlightenment is and everything is kind of like oh it's something that you feel 
I don't think anyone is enlightened. I feel like some people would disagree with me on this, and that's fine. Um, yeah, enlightenment is basically when you completely zen about everything. Yeah, I think it's something along the lines of how, having to do with like acting in accordance at all times, realizing that you are part of something larger not acting selfishly not acting out to disrupt nature or yeah. cause any extreme ripples in your life yeah it's it's a more it's it's a very sciences. godlike um skill it's not really a human skill i don't think it's um it, it goes along the lines of you don't even think about the bad at one point when you enlighten you nothing really yeah, comes you, across you, you just act that way all the time yeah without... you are just enlightened you're not you're not human at that point anymore huh because you'd be acting in a godlike way that's why buddha is basically a god because he's the enlightened one huh god damn yeah god damn god damn mm. So they yeah I, f- I feel like they're all all philosophies have flaws in them. There are always things that I can look and be like, well, yeah, I guess <laughs> critical of Ve- yeah, 100%. Yeah. I feel like that's important. Following anything blindly not like the not abil- the, the ability to look at it and critique. The ability to question it, yeah, for yeah. sure. Um because it all makes sense. It's it's all pretty well written and well translated. Most of it is translated. Yeah, that's wild. I don't know how they translate some of the stuff, man. I don't think we get a lot of the stuff that's said. No, no, not not at all. I was reading the Prince, the Machiavelli, the Machiavelli book, mm. and you had you read the paragraphs, did you? Before those, like on how they're translating, or no? I sometimes do. I really don't feel interested at one point because I, I already yeah, know that I'm you've, not getting everything. Yeah, you've read it before. Yeah. Because it's... Oh, not only do they have to translate the words, but they try and like think of how they would say it in modern times. Yeah, they want to give it the perceived meaning that they got from it. Yeah. And like that's it, hard. It's extremely really hard you can't translate anything word by word that's why when i'm trying to translate from portuguese to english sometimes i take a second because if i just translate the word by word it doesn't make sense <laughs> so yeah. you have to like think of a roundabout way to say that thing and while someone would probably say it differently or translate it differently mm. Yeah, people would derive a different meaning. Mm. And those are two languages that are like modern languages already. Imagine ancient languages being translated into modern languages. That's just wild. Yeah, where the, like, the person translating might not even have a full comprehension on what the person is trying to say. Maybe. I've, I believe they're probably all very well educated. Yeah. But um, yeah, that could be the case also. Um, Seneca wrote in Latin so that wouldn't be too bad to translate by the sounds of it into English yeah it would be hard you still miss a bit I guess you miss it always 
even when you translate it from German, for example, or just some other language, people would translate it differently. Yeah. Yeah, but I understand what you're saying in that sometimes, like, what we rely or our language is built on Latin foundations, not Latin foundations. No, English what, is actually the, not very Latin. It has some not, Latin not words. Latin. What was the other? What's the word? Saxon, Anglo, Germanic. No, nah, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. <laughs> yeah, English is very Germanic. That's why there's a lot of similarities. Germanic. Yeah, what? with German. Really? I know. The hell? Crazy, right? <laughs> because of the Franks. So there's French because of the Franks. And I forget why there is German. But that's what the Anglo-Saxon is. <laughs> what the hell is Anglo-Saxon? That's what your I've language heard... is called. <laughs> well, English? Yeah. Real? Yeah. Damn, dude. I feel well, so dumb not knowing all this stuff. But... <laughs> well, it's a, it's a bit of a harder explanation than that, so... Yeah, okay. I imagine it's some history related. A bunch of people con- conquered a bunch of people. Yeah. Quick. So, Anglo Saxon term historically to describe any member of the Germanic people who, from the 5th century CE um, to the time of the Norman conquest, 1066, inhabited and ruled territories that are today part of England and Wales. So, English has part of. I don't it's weird so the only reason i know this is because in brazil you have latin america and the saxon or anglo-saxon america okay which is like from you have like mexico and then above mexico is america and canada and that's why it's known that way oh, and that's the anglo yeah because they're kind of like because they speak english yeah. yeah that's the only reason i like known this for a while <laughs> but yeah yeah and i've heard Ang- anglo-saxon a bunch of times i've just never known what it, it was well now you know yeah crazy <laughs> languages are crazy how they come to be english is amazing how many derivations of it there are as well like like english is just a build of like of all these languages there's french on it there's german on it all oh, right like it was constructed out of everything yeah i thought you were saying like the how australians have a different slangs and different way of using the english language to how americans would to how that is interesting because i find that very cool in a sense of english always sounds pretty much the same i know there are harder englishes Englishes? Is that a, like is that the right a, word? Accent wise, or? there are different accents. For example, yeah, Wales very hard to understand. Yeah, right? but even the, the Scottish, but even the language they're using is us. different. Yes, but not really. So yeah, that's, when I, that, that's what that's what I thought you meant when you said how many different. Yeah, when when I ways it is the Portuguese from Brazil and Portuguese from Portugal is rather different. Like. In, is there a way of comparing it to the English? No. See, this is no. what I... To me, I find it very difficult to understand someone from Portugal. Damn. Very difficult. Um, that probably has something to do with the fact that I've been here for such a long time now. But um, I remember in Brazil, it was just weird and hard to understand regardless. Because a lot of words are different. 
and yeah it, it's not the same as speaking to someone from england or, or america because you can easily understand them but if they were to listen to us say like yes mo go down at the servo mate like that makes complete diff- sense though because it's founded on the same words and it's just a different it's just a slang whereas the, the difference between portugal and, and brazil is yeah, going to be it's a lot a completely bigger. different word and yeah. phrasing or yes it's weird it feels like another language almost at times but it is portuguese both of them so it's not that is so strange it is strange i find it strange also how does that come to be is it just like the amount like i think well brazil had a lot more um brazil had a lot more people come to it per Mm. se so it was a colony so merchants and all that went to brazil a lot although portugal was a big navy country so i'm assuming a lot of people would have gone there also i don't know yeah okay at one point they just they just derived too much it's a very different portuguese and it takes a good year to understand it dad struggles sometimes but he can ish yeah i sometimes find easier to understand spanish than portuguese from portugal and it's an actual different language (laughs) (laughs) that's mind-boggling yeah Spanish is actually actually makes more sense in my brain. I can't speak it, but when I'm listening to it, it actually makes a structural sense. Damn, I guess I'll have to search it up after, because mm. there's no way that we're gonna reach a conclusion here. No, and it's hard as well because I'm a bit biased, I guess. Um, yeah. I must have the impression though that one might like evolve faster than the other or without the other. I think it's very easy to learn Portuguese from Portugal if you've already speak Brazilian Portuguese. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, because a lot of people from Brazil moved to Portugal. Don't know why. That is actually kind of strange for me. I guess it is a beautiful country and it is around Europe, so makes sense. But, <laughs> but you're like, why, why leave, bro? <laughs> <laughs> it's not what goes <laughs> on my brains Portugal is, doesn't seem that much better but I could be completely wrong so yeah yeah I don't know <laughs> Brazil is a, not that terrible of a place when compared to Portugal <laughs> <laughs> like they're equally not yeah, that yeah, great <laughs> I'm so sorry if you are from anywhere there and listening to this <laughs> uh, you are there from there so. move to australia <laughs> it's much better if only it was that easy hey yeah australia's pretty hard to move to anyway so yes to the actual topic of this podcast oh yes since what, we've what, what we planned it to be anyway yeah since we mumbled around for half an hour now um <laughs> The other day we were talking about um, life and actual just the How craziness is, really. of life. Yeah, so we can take a bit of a absurd sort of outlook here and talk about it. Yes. Oh yes. yeah. All right. I think I started it. 
and I was just tripping over the fact that other people are experiencing the exact same moment from a different perspective. Mm. And, oh, bro. Like, you know how when you're happy and time goes super fast mm. and you're kind of like not happy and time goes super slow? Mm-hmm. Time's still traveling at the same speed, but like, if you're sad, someone else is experiencing the exact same moment. They could be sitting right next to you and Perceiving having, time having a completely different experience in the moment yep. to you, even surrounded by the same thing. I don't know, it yep. doesn't sound that crazy. That's what was actually going in my brain. But if you think about it, it is crazy though. But if you think about it, it is really crazy. Because just for the sole fact that there is just someone else there already is a crazy fact. The fact that you're already here and experiencing something, it already is crazy. And the fact that we don't know how other people perceive things makes that idea even a step further, right? Because you're perceiving things in a very midway because we are not very good filters as human beings we are pretty mid filters and then you have another mid filter beside you having a similar or complete different experience to something you've ever experienced right you could be looking at the same thing and seeing something completely different in a way or feeling well you could be looking at the same thing and seeing the same thing but feeling completely different about that same thing yeah yeah or thinking about it completely different having a a completely different perception of it yes but i do remember a conversation and it was more along the lines of you see someone for example having fun right and you're just driving past you have no idea why they're having fun you have no idea um why they're there or why they're laughing it's just completely you completely oblivious to the fact of what's going on right but yet you're still driving past that group and having yourself a completely different experience to at that exact moment yeah it's just like the the complexity of each individual's life yes which is wild right it's insane someone could be having a full night enjoying themselves walking down a side path and you could just drive past them you don't even you don't even notice them you don't think about them if someone were to interview you you might not even remember they were there no and you just bypassed someone living out a super in-depth life at like experience everyone oh yeah well yeah but Everyone you drove past, everyone in every house, in every car is experiencing a life as deep as your own. It's just, man. Yeah. There's just something, something's always going on around you. And that is pretty crazy if you think about it. It's so, so cool. I don't Mm. get it. I do have moments, and I think we've spoke about this and you seem to relate you actually were telling me about it and you were like, oh, I have that thing. I had that thing that you do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do remember this. Um, and yeah, I, I do have this very often where I sometimes just, I'm people watching basically. Mm. 
especially when I'm trying to stay away from social media and like my phone, I people watch and I look at other people and it's weird sometimes. It's just a very strange situation where you just, you're looking at all these animals, right? Surrounding you (laughs) with complete like, I'm sure most of them are harmless, right? But you don't know that, for example. That's yeah. just that's just that's just an example of things that come across my brain, right? That's not yeah, yeah, yeah. there is a wide range. I'm just going to like an extreme one, right? Sure. But you don't know how someone will react at any point, right? Someone could be just there and then all of a sudden stand up and punch someone in the face, right? Like yeah, yeah. that could happen. Because at the end of the day, we're all very impulsive animals, right? And that's that's something that a lot of people try to maintain as a down low, as myself. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people aren't aware of it as well. Some people have no idea. Some people are, and we call them NPCs, but they are just basically living their animal instincts, right? Yep. And I don't think it's wise to even diminish that because that's interesting on its own because if you analyze someone with that sort of behavior they they don't want to change and that's why i feel like it's strange to demean it right well i don't think you can ever tell back to like the fact that other people are living experiences that you will never understand their experience it's impossible to imagine what they're thinking yeah 100% and that's why people follow that idea of okay well that's why I follow the idea of okay um, someone does something you find it weird but at the same time you think to yourself like okay that person must be having something going on at the moment in their own lives which means I'm not going to react poorly because one I'm going to be proving them correctly if they're being a complete strange person to me to, <laughs> with, yeah. to not swear here um and two you actually you're able to maintain your psychological and rationale at that moment which i find an important skill to have not to everyone to have but for myself to have (laughs) i adore the the idea of being to of being able to analyze a situation that's going on at the second it's harder times but when it's happening to you in that exact second and you you're able to think about it and just let it go of the situation pretty much as it's happening right and i find that it's hard but i find that an amazing skill it really it really allows your brain to feel a bit more empty and less stressed and I guess anxious in that as sense a, as, as well. As a skill, a hundred percent. It's great. It's really cool. A hundred percent. And this is what, like, yeah, it fires me up when other people. Well, it's funny. It's ironic that it fires me up. But like, when someone when <laughs> yes. someone lashes out and then someone else lashes out back, not realizing that you could just be pouring fire like gasoline on someone's emotional fire of a life right 100 percent. but you you are watching that right and you don't know both of their situations so if you see someone reacting poorly to it all you can think about is that person reacting poorly to it clearly has something going on in their own lives and that's why they're reacting poorly to it because there's no other reason they would otherwise yeah 
So or just like the lack of control of the impulse, which yeah. we're all familiar with. Well, it's a cycle. Have you, have you ever been like even before we started like being aware of this, right? Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where you hella happy, someone's not a nice person to you, and because you're hella happy, you just let it go you're straight like, away. Shrug it off. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what I mean. You will only react poorly if you're feeling unhappy about something already. Yeah, I agree. This is a this has been like a life philosophy for a long time. When people when people like, and you can tell when criticism is like emotionally charged or or not. But when people emotionally burst in a in a negative way, mm-hmm. say at the supermarket, at the cashier, or just like at you for just some absurd stuff you just can't help sometimes but think man that's that's not what happy people do no happy people live do not go out of their way to try and tear other people down mm-hmm. but and that is why I, th- I think it's a good skill to be able to think that and follow up with not reacting to it right if anything just try to be nice for a second and then you leave yeah whatever you don't need yeah well you just don't you just don't take it personally 100 percent. you don't need to be that person being like oh my god are you okay are you unhappy about something yeah, because no. that's so condescending like, but yeah, like patronizing really yeah <laughs> even if they don't even if they intend for something to be a personal attack i think sometimes you can recognize that it's not a personal attack <laughs> it never really it's is it's an outlet yeah just snapping at someone <laughs> and that's fine I've been snapped at before and I have wrecked people yeah, before I've, and I've snapped at people before uh, there you go. <laughs> me too <laughs> and not in times where I was happy so you know literally recently <laughs> hasn't happened <laughs> it's great <laughs> yeah has happened recently for me has it yeah do you have a story <laughs> No, right. Not really. Don't want to. Ah. Fair yeah. enough. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> you picked. You picked my curiosity for a second there. I know. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. Let it go straight away. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So the other one, along the lines of people watching, yeah, just the absurdity of how we're not that far from our ancestors, ancestrally. Mm-hmm. I just you know, I told you when I was when we were standing on the I was standing on the bus and you just like look at all the people <laughs> and you're like bro look at these slightly more evolved monkeys hey we are all very doing they're like so far out of <laughs> their nature out of where they're supposed to be what they're supposed to be doing I see like, I don't even see it that way I just feel like it's a bunch of little monkeys dressed up going somewhere else that's i feel <laughs> it's, it's not it's even absurd. slightly evolved it's just it's just a monkey that has a bit more technology they themselves yeah. aren't as evolved society around them evolved but we're well, just we're it's, just there <laughs> it's like you take monkeys out of the natural environment and <laughs> give them some clothes and some jobs have you ever watched <laughs> um weird. the uh, what is the that monkey movie i was gonna planet of the, planet apes. Of the apes have you ever watched that oh i've watched it but it's based on that idea ago, but... it, it's based on that idea 
Yeah. Well, it's based on the idea that the monkeys will, at some point... Overthrow us. Yeah, because they will be able to evolve. Which (laughs) I find is slightly impossible. Unless they have an underground society and they are building (laughs) weapons there. I yeah, find it very one, unlikely. Ones that can, can combat like oh, anti-aircraft right. stuff. And <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That was the last one. The the beginning one. No, okay. So the, mm-hmm. the, the first Planet of the Apes. I don't know if there was a war even. I thought... Oh, I might be wrong on this because it has been so long. But um, I thought it was the idea of humans literally destroy themselves. And then because humans destroyed themselves, the monkeys were able to evolve afterwards and they became what we are now, but as monkeys, basically. So they, they were evolved, quote unquote. And this guy, he flies to the future and he realizes that he's in New York because he sees the oh Statue God. of Liberty. Yeah. And there's just evolved monkeys, basically. Dude, I need to rewatch it. That's not at all how I remember. We need the to rewatch film. it. Well, the newer ones is, is a war. They have like yeah, the monkeys yeah, yeah. attacking the humans. I just remember the first one being like, oh, they found just this super smart monkey. He was just doing really well on all the tests. Mm. And then he breaks out and breaks other monkeys out. <laughs> and then they start rampaging stuff. <laughs> uh, Again. Yeah. I haven't watched it in so long. So yeah, it has been a while. I, I don't do know anything about it. <laughs> I do really want to watch it again. The first one was in 1970. There's quite a few, actually. Wow, there's more than I expected. There's like whoa, four, five, six, seven movies. <laughs> seven movies. Are the new ones like adaptations of the old ones? Are Is they? The, are there old ones? Yeah. So the first one is 1968, my bad. 1960. 1968. A while ago. My good God, that is a while ago. It's an old movie. Uh, Yeah, when astronaut George Taylor's spaceship crash lands on an unknown planet, he discovers that his... Whatever this word is. That the planet is ruled by apes much more advanced than its primitive human inhabitants. Yeah, so he, he's an astronaut. He comes back to Earth and then he realizes he's in the future. That is what I remember. <laughs> Goddamn. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. And I don't think that is in the, the modern newer ones. ones. No, I have, I have seen the trailers for the newer ones and yeah, definitely not that. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's very just Hollywood-esque. Yeah, I remember war taking place there. <laughs> Yeah, well, the ape war. Is it, if the apes would ever be oh. apes against apes, but man, but, but we have weapons already. It's really not that hard to take out <laughs> monkeys at this point. <laughs> I mean, I guess you guess uh, AK forty-seven like <laughs> versus how many people do you know who own AK forty-sevens? Don't you just need the army, dude? Have you if you oh, watched okay, the last? Fair, 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 fair. You just <sighs> you have tanks. What are they gonna do? Nothing. I feel like it's so. You wouldn't want to kill civilians. You wouldn't want to 
destroy the Amazon. See, that is always a problem in civil wars because humans look like humans. Apes are pretty different looking than humans. So it'd be pretty easy to spot. You'd just wreck them all. (laughs) I reckon. If you watch Last Samurai, that's basically where my brain's at, right? You have people who refuse to use new weapons. And they do pretty well, right? But they oh, I just don't think but they just are unable to win the war because because they refuse to use newer weapons, they bring out a literal like one of those gauntlet guns. Yeah. And they just shoot all of them. <laughs> because they shoot how many rounds per second? Like a thousand rounds a second. Yeah, I d I I don't have a clue. How I've- do you attack that? <laughs> see this is what i don't think necessarily that you'd kill them all i just feel like it would be closer to like a pest or like a insect infestation where there's just they just constantly they're hiding out somewhere well for one there's not and that many br- monkeys they're, they're breeding and we like, we killed us we killed a lot of them <laughs> just already like, just deforestation like, yeah we're already not, not very good human not even intentionally beings. yeah that's what i mean but if they just go and hide out in the amazon you think you think that we're just gonna like go and destroy, well that's what i'm saying the they, amazon to kill them if they're like in hideout yeah that's what i mean constructing weapons but as soon as they appear you bring a gun out and you kill them yeah but that's yeah and then but then there's like the still there's like a big base of them Back at the hideout. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you nuke it. <laughs> well, you don't know where it is. It's fine. It takes about like a whole See, but that's country it. nowadays. But you, think, you think that we would nuke the Amazon? To yeah. Kill you don't think. Rabid monkeys? You really don't think so? I don't think so, no. Dude, we don't nuke. <laughs> we don't nuke other humans because other humans have nukes. For one. And we don't nuke other humans because that causes an issue with society. If monkeys are attacking society, most humans would be like, yeah, I don't care. I feel like this is, I feel like it's too up in the air these days. I think like, I think that's, that's, that's the difference here. I, I don't think, oh yeah, you're right. I think a lot of people, people would agree. Hey. I don't think it's possible to take over humans as a species that isn't still evolved as humans, unfortunately. In this planet, in this planet, I'm sure if an alien species comes with a lot bigger weapons, then it's either a good fight or if they just bring something a lot way better, would they would they destroy us? If they're able to get to about- Earth, I think they're already able to destroy yeah. us. <laughs> I, I guess, like... But what's the biggest killer of humans? It's like um, mosquitoes or something. Carrying bacteria. They, that could wipe out the human race. That could, if they're super smart. Well, yeah. If yeah. they just have mega AIDS. It's just infected. <laughs> it's not, it's, that's infect, not how we works, by the way. everyone. So the reason why... I just, imagine just like COVID-19, but distributed... Let me explain to you since you, you clearly don't understand army. it very well. well. So the reason why mosquitoes <laughs> kill so many people, do you want to take a guess where they kill so many people? Like Africa, poor countries. Third world countries, yeah. yes. Because they don't have medical assistance. Yeah. The same mosquitoes lives in Australia. 
same mosquitoes live everywhere mosquitoes are great mosquitoes rats they transmit diseases but we are able to combat them because of our modern medicine monkey man develops <laughs> high-tech disease COVID-19 gives it to his fleet of <laughs> mosquito army They uh-huh. kill the humans. Yeah, okay. I was going to agree with you because that's... that's. <laughs> I see you went from like actually having a serious conversation to just not wanting to have a serious conversation. <laughs> so, I'm a... I'm a... I'm, I'll drop myself. No, that's fair. No, you, no, you are right. It's like malaria and stuff that just can be combated using hospitals. Yeah. And they die because they, they don't can't have be doctor assistance. Yeah. And I think it was the same with COVID and stuff where... Yeah, of people in poorer countries didn't have access to these hospital hospitals, and hence died. COVID was interesting though, because that it was crazy. It was a crazy panic. See the doctors over there in some like the poor countries, literally just wearing ponchos, <laughs> and they would like walk into their hospital. And as far as the hospitals concerned, it's like just a couple hundred people laying on the ground on on top of a sheet, and one of them would die, and the doctors. <laughs> in like gloves and a poncho would have to go over pick them up yeah that happened when Ebola was happening too how that is so scarfed that is scarfed that is way more scarfed I reckon (laughs) imagine that is just basically sending you seeing yourself to death right (laughs) it's it sounds like the last place you want to be is the hospital dude 100% (laughs) Dude, Ebola is so interesting. It's yeah. it's a virus that is so deadly that it can't survive. Because it kills people so quickly, it's unable to spread like COVID-19 did. So it kills like its, it's host too to, quickly. It's unable to mutate because it kind of just... It kill, mutates. Kills you and then it dies. It mutates, but it just doesn't... Yeah, so it, it infects you, you're dead. So if a small population that happens to yeah. so a small population, the entire population dies and no one catches it outside of that population because everyone just died so quickly. But as the Ebola virus, you want to survive and thrive. Yes. But the the virus be, wants to. But see, yeah, but not can't. not every virus is like COVID nineteen. There, there, there are different types of viruses and they, they attack differently. So there, there are viruses that don't, that aren't even that, um, like the flu, for example. It's not really that problematic for the host. Yeah. But they're able to thrive. They're always around, right? The flu, you've, in flu season, everyone yeah, has the always, flu. It's always popping off. Yeah, because, yeah, it's it's on the virus's best interest to survive how does it how does the flu stick around transmission so it's kind of just like always a slight number of people that have it yeah i think 100 percent of the time there is flu and that's why it mutates over the year Yeah, and then it reaches certain temperature conditions or environmental conditions Mm. where it's spreading is way easier. That's what um that's what COVID became now. 
Yeah, it's just another flute. It really is. Like at work, for example, people are taking... Well, the first derivation of COVID was really strong. It was actually pretty... Like it spread fast, but my understanding was the danger came from the fact that they didn't know the ways that it could mutate. The first derivation of COVID was the deadliest COVID. Yeah. And then it mutated to something that spreads a lot quicker, but it's not as deadly. It's basically playing like that yeah, plague that game. Plague, plague game. <laughs> yeah. Is you choose. It's funny how that is somehow accurate that the virus has to choose which. <laughs> like it's a trade-off. The mutation. It is a trade-off. You can't be a hella deadly and very transmissive. Actually, that is what Ebola is, but it's not as effective, I guess. I don't know how it works. That sounds effective. If it's hella transmittable and then... But it's hella, hella deadly, deadly, so it just kills everyone. Yeah. The reason why we don't have Ebola is because of that. Yeah, because <laughs> it just killed everyone and then it died. Yeah. Damn, is that really what happened to it? Because yeah. I haven't heard about it. It, it doesn't exist anymore? Dude, no? oh, it exists. Yeah. But I think it was like 2012 where it was like a big scare because people started getting it. And there was someone in like in America with it, but like they quickly died and it just stopped being an issue. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I don't think it's as transmissible as COVID, for example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think by what I understand, it has to be via blood. But because you've literally sweating blood and coughing blood. Bruh. I didn't know you sweat blood you do you're i i forget what it does to you man but i think it's like it literally liquidates everything inside you um (laughs) you've had a google what does ebola do to you (laughs) yeah ebola symptoms (laughs) no (laughs) yo your your search your your your, you're about to get some whack-ass suggestions (laughs) just in the next week it would yeah it would just be funny if like the government is tracking this and they're just knocking our door. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> Ebola is a virus that causes severe inflammation and tissue damage through the body. It is known as hemorrhagic fever virus because it's it can cause problems with the clothing system of the body and leads to internal bleeding and blood leaks from small blood vessels. So you're basically just like bleeding entirely from everywhere. <laughs> How fun. <laughs> I love the blase with this with which you said that. Like, oh, you're just bleeding from everywhere. You know, literally. Internally. Rip. <laughs> you're literally just pouring blood. <laughs> it's great. It's a really cool disease. I advise. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll... Yeah, maybe I'll catch it. And I'll give her, and I'll give you her really want to challenge yourself? I'll give Catch her a baller. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you really want to... You really want to endure suffering? <laughs> you really want to see how strong your body is? Yeah. yeah. Give it to a kid to help them build their immune system, you know? That type of stuff. Dude, I love talking about these things because there's so much to it. Um, AIDS, for example, right? Yeah. I think AIDS is a bacteria. can't remember now. Yeah, I don't even have a clue what the difference is between virus, bacteria and disease so disease is one of the two but google's our best friend (laughs) 
I've learned this before, but I do not remember it. <laughs> um, rising back. And then you have parasites. Oi. Forgot about um, them, fellas. Bacteria is a single cell that can survive on their own inside or outside the body. Viruses can cause infections by entering and multiplying inside the host's healthy cells. So by what I understand, viruses just use the host to be its thing, while bacteria can live anywhere. Yeah, bacteria so, can stay on the walls and stuff. Yeah. And you can yeah. Because a virus can't. The virus requires requires a host. A host. They're like a parasite. And the paras difference between parasite and virus. Oh, parasite is an actual it's not just a single cell it's an actual like an worm or something yeah that's oh, I had a worm in my stomach once that was not oh that was nah not what chill. the hell yeah that's nah that ain't never that. went back to that restaurant again it was in Australia by the way that ain't it that ain't <laughs> it it was no third world country I've never had that in Brazil <laughs> <laughs> And having here is kind of funny and ironic, I feel, but whatever. <laughs> Confirmed Brazil more hygienic than Australia. Well, I really don't think so, but <laughs> it seems oh, that based way. On, based on your anecdotal experience. Here. That's true. They must be true. We, we have nothing else to go off of. <laughs> but I haven't had a worm in either country, so. That's true. You know, that's. That's true. That's really solid. <laughs> It's not fun, trust me. <laughs> it doesn't sound fun. It doesn't it doesn't sound fun at all. Especially when it grows and you start feeling the symptoms from it. Yeah, that ain't that, that ain't it. Hey. No, it's weird. It's it's also weird to think about something living inside you. <laughs> like a baby? <laughs> yeah. It's your child. <laughs> yeah. You the child that no, nah, actually I'm not even gonna finish that joke. What? <laughs> <laughs> I really, it's really low. What do you reckon? You reckon a child is a parasite? It's like a single. It's like a. It's you like could a, call it your child. It's like an organism. Do you reckon what, it would carry? Requires a host. And you're the host. Yeah. Do you reckon it carries your DNA because it grew inside you? It's an egg somewhere, so it's obviously not yours. Well, I mean, like, obviously, a kid carries your DNA. But does a parasite? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Well, the, kid, the kid I'm aware yeah, of. Well, uh, <laughs> I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I mean, the parasite, obviously. The parasite becomes a little you. Yeah, there's like a little, a little worm. It does. It's been eating you the entire time. Like a baby would. The only difference is the egg doesn't actually come from you. The egg comes from somewhere else. Something else. Yeah. Okay. Well, that, I think that's going to be the big difference. I think that is a huge difference. Where does the egg come from? Oh, food. Some off food. Yeah. I, I got you. Yeah. Uncooked food, usually. Yeah. And it had the virus. Yeah. So what was the other one that we had that we didn't look at? Parasite, bacteria, virus. Oh, you said... Um... You said something. You said disease. Disease. Disease, disease yeah. is one of the two. Disease, disease is one of the D two. Disease is like you either have a bacteria or you have a virus. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. you don't. 
you don't have a disease. Okay. A disease is just like a single celled. Like the flu is a virus. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm assuming, I don't know, disease, I don't know. Um, I know that if you have a cough, that's a bacteria usually. Because bacteria is a lot lot less effective than Yeah. Well, you can cough and it can land on a surface and you can live there for a little bit. Yeah, so that's that's a virus though, because viruses will die. Bacteria won't. Yeah, bacteria will not. Yeah, yeah. That's really interesting. I wonder how they survive outside a host. There has to be a span on a, like a lifespan. There's no way that they could just live indefinitely, right? I think they do. That's how you catch bacteria. Yeah. But like, surely there's a time where after three days you can touch that spot and the bacteria is dead. That's not how you catch bacteria, though. Usually, like you cut yourself and it goes into you, like um, like directly into you. Yeah, what's that? What's that one called that we get shots of in high school? If you get cut with like metal. Hepatitis. No, hepatitis. I think is a bacteria there. But um, I think that, I thought that was the rusty, no, rusty um, nail one. <laughs> rusty nail <Disease>. tetanus. Oh, <laughs> tetanus. What's <laughs> the one that I said? Hepatitis. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's gonna be some. Stuff. I think hepatitis is actually a bacteria, though. So you're not too wrong on that one. Because you catch it from. I don't know how oh, you catch wait. it. I don't even know you, what it is. So. Well, it depends. Just remember the word. It depends. You have hepti- you have different types of hepatitis. So you have A, B, and C, I think. Yep. Um, and they are caught in different ways. Yeah, I don't even know what they are. One, you can drink water and catch it. Oh, lovely. Can't wait to drink another cup of water. Well, we're pretty safe in Australia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you're drinking water from like... <laughs> The old, the old river, mate. It rains and you just like, you see a puddle of water and like, that is not advised. Yeah, or just from like a murky lake. Yeah. Lovely, Maybe. Lovely. So yeah, we, we, but we both drunk water from murky lakes by accident, right? You swim on it and then yeah. you accidentally drink oh, a bit of whoops. it. Whoops. <laughs> yep. I heard recently mm. that it's only bad or it has bacteria or something like that in it if it's warm. If it's warm. Yeah. Like usually you can tell through the temperature of the water how much disease or something there is in it. Again, I don't really know how much truth there is to that. That makes sense though. It makes sense. I feel like boiling wouldn't, bacteria wouldn't survive boiling point either though. Nah, I doubt it. It'd probably be like warm water. Well, that's and how you... Cold. But how cold does it go, though? Well, I mean, that's how you purify water, is by boiling it. So yeah. there's no way that the bacteria survives sure. it. Well, there is a way of purifying water. It's not 100%. Damn. I, I wish I could say with certainty that it is 100%. It's not. So it's basically, not. the way that you want to, if you want to clear out water, is you boil and then you have to transfer this 
steam yeah, of that the evaporation of it. and the steam is the clean water yeah it's not simply boiling and drinking the boiled water yeah yeah, yeah. um which most people think it is <laughs> yeah I still think boiling the water and then just using the boiled water is yeah probably like 80% it kills yeah it kills the bacteria yeah but yeah like for example salty water if you just boil salt water it won't miraculously be unsalt water (laughs) it'll just become salt (laughs) I don't know actually we need to try no it does Mm. all the water just evaporates and it's just Salt, oh salt. yeah you have to evaporate all the water though. yeah yeah i'm not saying you just well it doesn't turn into salt per se all right let me talking about engineering terms then <laughs> if if we're going to be picky about words go for it, go for boiling it. is literally when you just boil the water does blue 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 with the with just the bubbles when it turns into that's a boiling that's boiling point yeah, yeah when it turns to a gas yeah no that's no. evaporation Okay. So boiling point is just reaching 100 degrees, right? At at our pressure, at atmospheric pressure. Yep. Yeah. As soon as it starts boiling, so basically when it just starts being unstable, right? So the water evaporates. As soon as it starts evaporating, yes, that is boiling point, but not all the water is evaporating. At once. That, that water is still at boiling point yeah yes so that's still boil water yeah yeah, yeah. what you want to do is superheat it <laughs> which is basically just evaporating the entire thing just heating it beyond the point yeah just leaving it at the boiling point when the entire thing evaporates yeah and that's why when i say boiling <laughs> i mean I literally know. boiling yeah i get you <laughs> as everyone knows boiling by yeah 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 cool. <laughs> yeah when you boil the water it turns to yes it does it does turn into steam you know what's cool though what you can cool? boil things at different t- temperatures so water you can boil water at different temperatures depending of the pressure you can boil water at a lot higher temperatures oh yeah yeah that's what steam the steam pan is for steam pan is that how they call and that like means different pressure altitudes have pressure different yeah. boiling points hey? yeah yeah water will boil at a different temperature in space for example yeah i don't, I don't know enough to know why but because of the pressure yeah i get that but like why oh yeah no there's there's no explanation to it yeah (laughs) Yeah. um well there is probably like a definitely a more scientific way to but like it is the usual (laughs) yeah it happens because it happens sort of thing and that's that's most explanations that we have (laughs) ever so legit all these all these stem subjects man like biology and then like physics I feel like I end up just going down this rabbit hole of like, yeah, but but why? And then, but but why? Yeah, that's <laughs> until I th- you reach a point that there's no explanation. You're like, huh? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a cool way to think about things. It does leave you very unsatisfied though. So it it feels so like so rip you. <laughs> it's always 
unsatisfying. I feel like that's what the endeavor is, right? Well, if you're a scientist, I feel like it makes a lot of sense. But if you ask him why and not literally not looking for the answer, that's just disappointing. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's it. But But if you ask why and you're looking for it, you're researching it, it makes sense. Yeah. And you find otherwise after. That's it. Um, Like, yeah, that's what the industry is about. Yeah. I don't think there is a an answer that we can really describe it at the moment to really anything. Like if you just keep asking enough whys. Yeah. You will always end up You always end up as or always end up I don't know. I think so, yeah. I without yeah. Anecdotally anyway. It checks out for me. Yeah. Depends how much you wanna ask why though, you know? In STEM, it makes sense. <laughs> but like in a normal conversation, you're like, why? Oh, why? And you're like, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah, away. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like some things you just... Some things you just be, get annoying. It would be an <laughs> obscure number of whys before you reach the... I don't know. For some, like, like, a, like a why are you asking that many whys, you know? Some people would just give up on talking to you. <laughs> on right, like right. the third why. If you're asking about like something personal. <laughs> Oh, yeah, bro. If you're just having a conversation, yeah, no. Nah. Yeah, but when you're talking about this sort of stuff, it's, it's, I feel like it's that's give up. pretty interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I I did love learning about like superheating water, for example. Because, it's yeah, thing. it's a... It's not tiny. That's okay. Um, oh, I know what it is. That's fine. Um, it's interesting because you learn the equations and stuff, right? And then at one point, you just you just can't really explain it. I don't know. It's weird. I'm sure someone has more answers, but I'm pretty sure they find a wall at some point as well. So it's cool. Yeah, damn. Learning the equations would be kind of nuts nice because do you understand how they work or is it just like uh, here's the equation and you're like I yeah I understand plug how and most, play I understand how most of the equations work Damn. you gotta study That's though to understand see. yeah okay like if you don't study you, you, you but see you won't know how to use them like especially in our final years it was kind of like if you don't know how to use the equations you literally won't be able to rearrange them and put them into other equations because that that's how final your subjects kind of went yeah they're like okay you want to prove that you know how to do this so here's an equation here's 10 equations <laughs> yeah prove to me you understand the equation by rearranging it you, you rearrange it but you have to put into other equations rearrange that equation and put into another equation and then yep. you keep doing that until you find the answer you want yeah and that's the only sound way of you demonstrating that you truly understand. Yeah. And if you don't understand what they do, you can't do that because it's it's just... So or hard. how they work even. Yeah. yeah. Because you need to okay. read the question, understand it and apply. And that's when it gets a bit icky. Damn, man. I'm so sad. I never studied that stuff in school. I guess I could always go back and learn it. but You can. It's it's interesting it's worthwhile i feel it feel it sounds or it feels so worthwhile mm. to essentially understanding 
so much of how we even understand our world mm. oh that's kind of why i enjoyed engineering to be completely honest i see it i see it just the, like the, I, I would love to do physics <laughs> it would be such a hard degree but it'd be fun like learning about quantum and oh, just spatial stuff as well would be very dope anything space related is kind of just mm. mind boggling I know anyway we, we're now in our in 15 now we should we should end this <laughs> yeah we kind of have just been like rambling a lot but <laughs> yeah I mean that, this was a very roundabout um, episode but I hope you guys enjoyed it it was we're just out, a conversation we're out of the groove man we're out of the groove it's been a couple of weeks off we it has been a while yep alright well, well thank you for listening hope you enjoyed and catch you in uh, the next one until next time <laughs>